0: All right, Shabbos, so let, us, let us begin. So we are picking up Emirat Hashem. Today's daf, all right, well, the truth is, it's Tuesday's daf that Emir Hashem we are doing. Today, daf tes vav. So we are starting at the Mishnah on tes vav amadalef. Harini nazir l'chishye ben. A person says, and i will say this seems to be at first glance reminiscent of the cases that we've had up until this point in time. I am going to become a nazir when I have a son. When I have a son. Ben nazir And I'm also going to be a nazir for 100 days. So what's the No lo ben ad shivim lo hif huh? This is very interesting. So, so we're going to see that there is a fundamental makhlokes about how to interpret this particular phrase in the Mishnah. So let's just read it. If his son was born ad shivim up till 70 days after he began his nizirah. So, so, so remember again, this is once again the situation of concurrent Nazirus. So again, we have a guy, I'm going to be a Nazir when I have a son, part one. And ultimately, again, I'm a Nazir 100 days. So like in the previous cases as well, he started his 100 day nazirus already. He began that already. So now what happens? So now his son is born. So the shaila is okay. So now what happens with the nazirus that he observed beforehand? And what happens afterwards? So the Mishnah says it depends. If he's observed up to 70 days already, he hasn't lost anything. Now, say, Pashat Pshat over here is not lost anything, means as follows. We learned in the previous Sugya, when can you pause and restart a nether? When can you pause and restart a nether? When there's enough on the back end of the nether for what we call gidel Seyar, growth of hair. What's the definition for growth of hair? 30 days. So, in other words, you could stop pause a nether, and then resume the nether after observing another period of nazirus as long as there is at least at least 30 days on the remainder of that nazir. Uh, sorry, the remainder of that nether, excuse me. Okay, so the Mishnah goes on. So the Mishnah says as follows, la'achar shivim, but however again, after 70 days, which means, I will say, in this case, you've observed more than 70 days of the 100-day nazirus already, then so sir shivim. Then ultimately again, you can't pause the neder and resume it afterwards. Why not? Shein taglachas mishloshim yom. Because remember again, there's no hair growth, literally no hair cutting less than thirty days. Less than 30 days. So what the Mishnah seems to be saying is as follows. That you took a Nadir to say, you took a nazirus, and Neziros, I'm going to go to Nazir when my son is born. And then I'm going to be a Nazir for 100 days. So now, so now I started the 100-day Nadir nazirus, and now my son is born. So the Shailah is what happens over here. So let's take the Pasha Peshat, which is Rashi's Peshat and everyone else's Peshat, which is that you could pause the 100-day Neziros Essentially, as long as what? As long as what? You have at least 30 days left on it. Then pause it, observe the duration for your son, and then go ahead and observe the rest of the naziros afterwards. As long as you have a minimum of 30 days, you are good to go. Less than 30 days, less than 30 days, you would not be able to pause the naziros because there would not be enough left over on the back end in order to make it something significant. Fine. The rush happens to have a different girsa in this mishnah, which we're not gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna simply stick with the pashasha. Says the Amraf, yom shivim ol What about day seventy itself? What about day seventy itself? So day seventy itself. So now remember again. Here's what we've established. If halachelam saw you began the hundred day zeroes and Ruvain's wife gives birth on day seventy, right? Or I should say, within the first seventy days, it's fine. Pause the hundred day zeroes. Observe the Naziris for the baby, and then when you finish the Nazirahs for the baby, observe the remaining 30 days. Good to go, good to go. What happens, Halacha Lameisa, if Rif Rachal gives birth on day 70 itself? So Raf says that day 70 counts in both directions, which is interesting. So day 70, essentially what Raf seems to be saying is, day 70 could count towards the 100 day Naziris, and it could also count as what? day number one of the Nazirahs for the birth of his son. One day, having a dual identity. Says the Gemara. listen to this. so no lo lo at shivim lo hef, Ultimately, the Mishnah says, if, if he had, if the baby was born up until the 70th day, then he hasn't lost anything from the, from the 100 day zeros that he's observed, or the 70s, the 100 day Nazirus, but if day 70 works for both the 100 day zeros as well as as well as for the as well Nazirus, for the, for the birth of his son, then ultimately, again, not only does he not lose anything, but rather he actually gains. In reality, the Mishnah should not have said that. The Mishnah shouldn't have said, because the way the Mishnah reads it, it makes it sound like, as long as his wife gave birth, as long as his wife gave birth, up to the 70th day, then halacha l'maisa, halacha l'maisa, it counts. Halacha l'maisa, it counts. Ultimately, again, towards the seventy-day nazirus, but more than seventy days or the seventieth day, it would not count towards the nadin nazirus. Twitch the Gemara says no. It doesn't mean to say that. Rather, ela listniat umishum diktani sefa. After shivim <laughs> soser soser I'm sorry soser shivim. But rather, since the Mishnah read, since the second the Mishnah said that if she gives birth after seventy days, and therefore there's less than thirty days left on the Nazirus, then Allah say again it won't work. Katani reisha shivim. Ultimately, again for Mishnaic symmetry, ultimately the beginning of the Mishnah also wrote shivim. So, so let's let's pause here for just a moment, just to clarify what we've got going on. It's not complicated. We just have to hold cup. So remember, what's the case? The case is Ruvein saying, I'm going to be a Nazir when when my wife gives birth to a boy. And also, what's part two? Part two, I'm going to be a Nazir for 100 days. What does he do? He begins the 100-day Nadinezeros. Then what happens? Mazatov, his wife gives birth. What's the shaila? The shaila. says, so how do we reconcile this? What the Mishnah is teaching is that, Halakha Isa, as long as he has at least 30 days left on the 100-day nazirus, we could pause the 100-day one, observe the period for your son, and then observe the following 30 days afterwards. That works. That works. <laughs> Rav introduces the idea that day 70 itself has a dual identity. Day 70 itself has a dual identity, and day 70 could count as part of one day of the hundred day Naziris, but also what? Day one of the Naziris for the sun. So it says the Gemara Katan Yeresha, I'm sorry. Touch mommy Seifa. Look at the Seifa. No Lod Acher Shivim. So, sir. So, we'll say the halacha is, right? We learned in the Raisa. Right. So take a look at the Seifa, excuse me. That if the baby was born after 70 days, then what? So, sir. Ultimately, again, so, sir, Shivim. It goes ahead and deconstructs whatever was observed up until that point in time. My acher. So, we'll say, what does Akhar mean? Acher Acher. It doesn't mean immediately the 70th day, rather, it means sometime after the 70th day. To which the Gemara says, Aval ma but what about literally the day after? So the Gemara says, The reality is that would not deconstruct the original days observed either. If that's the case, why does the Mishnah say that if she gave birth up until 70 days of the 100 day Nazirus, that he hasn't lost anything? Afilu echa, afilu achar shivim nami even after the 70th day, technically it shouldn't deconstruct anything. ha amret el shma Achar Mamish. But rather, again, learn that when the Mishnah says Achar, Achar literally means immediately after the 70 days. ve And ultimately, again, what you can see from the Mishnah, is that the Mishnah ultimately does not hold like the statement of Rav. So say, Rav wanted to just put out there that day number 70 could count as a dual identity. Has a dual identity ultimately could count as the seventieth day within the hundred day nazirus count, and day one ultimately again of the nazirus associated with the birth of the sun. To which the Gemara asks, "A this dekasha, Verav kiman amra lishmite?" They will say, "Where does Rav get this concept? Where does Rav get this concept that halacha lemaisa that al lemaisa one day can have a dual identity?" Right, where, where, where does he get this concept from? So well, this is incredible. Ilem HaKabashol, maybe it's from the following halacha. And I will say, this is actually a fascinating halacha. Listen to this, this nan, because we learn the following halacha. Hakoveres meso Shloshim Yom If a person buries his dead, a person loses a loved one, and he buries his deceased relative um, three days before Yom Tiv. Now, both remember again, major distinction in Hilchos and laws of mourning between Shabbos and Yom Tiv, which is what? Shabbos, counts as part of Shiva, ultimately again, Yom stops Shiva. Yom stops Shiva. So remember again, here's the interesting point that the Gemara is making. If a person observed at least three days of Shiva before Yom came and, and then Yom came and went ahead and stopped the Shiva, so Yom ends Shiva. Yom Tiv truncated Shiva. Shiva's done. A truncated Shiva. So I'll tell you, the first Levaya I ever performed, going back now uh, probably almost like two, like 23 years ago, my first I ever did was on an eref sukkis one hour before Yantiv. one hour before Yantiv. It was a man who had lost his lost his wife, and again, an uh, older couple. Wife was very sick. Literally, again, two hours, and it was a three day yantiv. It was a three day yontif. So we were able to pull everything together, do the levaya right at the right at the obviously at the base Akvaris. The husband sat for maybe five minutes at the at the, at the cemetery, and that was it. And then that was the end of Shiva. It was, he was, again, that So that's this halach over here. Now, the truth is here, the Gemara is phrasing it as three days. And then in reality, it's, halach, it's even less than three days. Even, even 10 minutes of Shiva goes ahead and brings to an end to the Shiva. Shmona, Yom Kol What if a person observed eight days prior to Yom Div? Now, what's eight days? Eight days means Shiva. And on both the first day of Shloshim of Shloshim. Then what? But let me Then when Yom Tiv comes, Yom Tiv cuts off Shloshim. In other words, what Yom Tiv does is Yom Tiv ends whatever period of Avelos you are currently in. So if you're in Shiva, Yom Tiv ends Shiva. You're in Shloshim, Yom Tiv ends Shloshim. Whatever stage you're in. Now again if you're already eight days into your morning, then not only does yamtiv end shloshim, but you could actually take a haircut and shave before the arrival of yomtiv as well. But if you did not go ahead and take a haircut before Yamtiv, Before Yandiv, then Asula Saper Then ultimately again you can't take a haircut after Yan In other words, the Rush explains that essentially the laws of Shloshim come back and devolve upon you. What's the logic behind that? So the logic behind that is look, if you don't care enough about Yamtiv to take advantage of the opportunity to shave and to groom yourself, then the halacha says we'll just slap you back with the halachos of shloshim. Okay. Now I we'll say Amadeus, Amadeus. Here we go. Now this is interesting. What does that do with our sugya? So Abishol Omer, Abishol says in Siper Even if a person did not go ahead and take a haircut before Yamtiv, sorry. Even if a person did not take a haircut before. Shalom Aleichem Milt Gardner and Pinchas Feder, incredible, wonderful to see you both. And Jeremy Lassen. Well, Jeremy Lassen supposed to be here, isn't he? I don't know what's going on over here. All right. Good. The shver is on, Jeremy. So, uh, all right. Jeremy, you're coming on Yerchei Kala, right? <laughs> He's not sure. <laughs> Okay, good. We're So I'll we'll say says as follows. So Abishol says, "Afilo siper koldim haragel, even if halocha la'maisa, you did not take a haircut before yomtiv, mutlis saper achah haragel. You're allowed to take a haircut after yomtiv. Why? Shekeshem shemitzvas shlosha, I'm sorry. Shekeshem shemitzvas shlosha, mevatelas gzeiras shiva. Kach mitzvas shiva, mevatelas gzeiras lamed. So I'll we'll say Abishol says." Look, halacha l'maisa. Bottom line: whether you did shave or you didn't shave, there's a halacha. What's the halacha? Say? What's the halacha? Once yom Tiv comes, once yom Tiv comes, yom Tiv ends whatever stage of avelos you are currently in. Whatever stage you're in, yom Tiv ends that. So you're in shiva, you're in shiva. Yom Tiv ends shiva. You're in shloshim, and I will say this is halacha l'maisa. You're in shloshim. Yom Tiv ends shloshim. Whether you shaved, you didn't shave. Yom Tiv ends it. Good. Says so that's My time with up. So we'll say, why does Abishol hold this way? Why does Abishol hold this way? He says, Lab Mishun Tekasavri, Shvi'i Ola Lekhanu Lekhan. So we'll say, Na Abishol's idea, right? Abishol's idea is that Halacha essentially, the day number seven, day number seven counts. So we'll say, so I want to point out over here, um, if, if you notice, the way Abishol phrases it, I'm sorry, I read it too quickly. So Abishol says, if you observe three days of Shiva, so Yom will come and end your Shiva. That was stage right? Part one. Part two of his statement was, and if you are seven days into your Avelos, then what? Then Yom will end your Shloshim. You hear that? So ask the Yom but seven days is still Shiva. So how could it be that if Yom comes on day number seven, or Arab Yom comes on day number seven, that that ends your Shloshim? says, my time Abashal, here we go. Shvi'i Ola Khan. It must be that what? Abhishol holds will say that day number seven. Remember, this goes back to what we learned before. Day number seven counts for both. Day number seven counts as the last day of Shloshim and the first, sorry, the last day of Shiva and the first day of Shloshim. A dual identity to the day. A dual identity today. And I I remember again, why are we bringing this up now? Let's take a step back. What did Rav say? Rav wanted to suggest that in this case of the guy who says, I'm an Azir, I'm an Azir and my wife gives birth, right, to a boy. And I'm also an Azir for a hundred days. He started the hundred days, he started a hundred days. So Rav wanted to suggest that if she gives birth on day 70, day 70 can count both ways. So we're just trying to figure out where does Rav come up with this idea that one day can have a dual identity, that's our fundamental shaila. So here, so see, maybe the Makar, maybe the source for it is Avelos. Abushal was saying that the seventh day of mourning counts both as the last day of Shiva and the first day of Shloshim, to which the Gemara says, Dilma, so maybe not. So we want to say this in Makar, the Gemara says, Dilma, so up until this point in time, Abashol says only bayavelus. was said the laws of mourning are dirabanon. So maybe Abashol holds that it's only in Dine Dirabanon that we can repurpose a day or that a day can have a dual identity. Aval Benozia Daraisalo, which is a dinda maybe not. Maybe not. Aval noza dar Higimara says, um, I'm sorry. So we'll say, so now we're still just looking for a Makar, right? Rav is saying day number seven can count as a dual identity. We're trying to figure out the source for that. We wanted to say that maybe it was Abba Sha'ul by Avelos. But now we're saying, but Avelos is d Nazir's Nazir So maybe you can't learn it out. Here we go. we we'll say, Ela, uh, Ella Rav Dormic Rabiosi. Rather, Rav holds like Rabiosi. Disanio Rabiosi or Rabiosi says, Shomerisyom Kenegayom, Sheshachtu Vizar, Kuala Bisheni so, we'll say a very interesting case here. Listen to this. So, Yossi says, Now, remember again, what's a Shomerashom Keneged Yom? Shomer, Shomer? We've learned this extensively. A woman is a Nida. Remember again, in the, in the Da'oraisa model. We actually did this at Smicha A Woman is, remember, in Halacha, Halacha operates on a 7-11 model. Which means that seven days a woman becomes a Nida. After the seven days, any bleeding that she experiences for the next 11 days is Zava. Is Zava. A woman has a ri'iyah, a zava ri'iyah, which is just a non-nida ri'iyah, non-nida emission. So she has that on a day. What's the halacha? She has to observe one clean day corresponding to the day in which she had a re'iya. If she goes out and she has two ri'iyahs, what's the halacha? Shivanakiyam. seven clean days. Three ri'iyahs ultimately requires a carbon. So listen to this case. Shomaras yom, kenega yom sheshachto la b'sheni If you have a yom, which means a woman who is observing a corresponding, a corresponding, co- clean day, corresponding to a day in which she had a riyah. Huh? So what's that, Loha? Huh? We'll say, take a look, take a look at Rashi for just a moment over here. Look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. So listen to this. So now halacha saw, This is talking about a situation where she had a reiyah on day number seven. A reiyah on day number seven. And now Zevi just photoshop a tie. If you don't mind, I oh, forgot okay. so, so now so now what happened? I, I, I was gonna. I figured there's no tie thing. And now my Javier, I'm sharp with ties. It's like tie shaming over here. And so I saw again. I'm, I'm, I'm standing I'm standing my ground on this one. We'll come out for Shabbos. So let's say the gemara says as follows. So you have sho- I'm sorry. This shirt is clean, for now, at least. So the Gemara says as follows. So remember again, you have a woman who's observing a clean day, right? Corresponding ultimately, again, to a day on which she bled. So they went ahead, and I will say, this is carbon Pesach. So what happened over here is, they offered up carbon Pesach on her behalf, okay? So, and I will say, now, just to show you what happened over here. We'll, we'll call her Rachel, right? Rachel. It's on day number eight of her cycle, right now, not her menstrual cycle, just the monthly cycle. What's what's the status if she bleeds on day number eight? What what parsha is she in? What parsha? Zava, Zava. So she sees on day number eight. What's her halacha now? What's her halacha now? What's her halacha? She has to observe one clean day. So day number nine has to be a clean day, a day without any uh, any day without any discharge. Fine. So what happens? Also happens to be that day number nine is erev pesach. So what did they do? Nebuchadnezzar, said, I remember again, in order to partake of Karim Pesach, what do you need? What do you need? You have to be tar. You have to be tar. So now what happens? So they included her in a chabura. So they shechted, she included her in a chabura. Right? So, And then I will say, what happens? After the shech of the Karim Pesach, on day number nine, right? Ere Pesach, she has another rei, another remission. Before. And, uh, before shkia. Before shkia, another emission. So what's Talaqah? So I will say, obviously, she's not allowed to eat, right? She's not allowed to eat from the current Pesach. Why can't she eat from the current Pesach? Why not? Because remember, when she has a re'i on day number nine, what's the, Right? when she has a re'i on day number nine, so what's the halacha? What's the halacha? She now needs another clean day. But the point is, comes Pesach night, comes Pesach night, she's Tmeya. She's Tmeya. So this is a fascinating case. So again, just to review the timeline over here, day number eight, day number eight, which means the seven days of, we'll call it of menstrual cycle have finished, right? This is all biblical law, not the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon is totally different, right? But in biblical law, then after day, seven days, now in day number eight and on, she's in Zavaland, right? In Zavaland. Right? So what happens in Zavaland? That means she, so now day number eight, which is first day of potential Zivos, she bleeds or she has an emission. Then what happens? What's her halacha? She has to observe one clean day, which is day number nine. Day number nine so far also happens to be what? Erev Pesach. No problem. She's fine. She's clean. They include her as part of a chabura, as part of a group of karma Pesach. They include her. They shechted for her. Right? Wonderful. Everything's going great. Until when? Until after the shkita of the Karma Pesach, what happens? She has another re'iya. Another re'iya. So we'll say, which is fine, but now what's her status? What's her status? Tzmeya. What does she need now? What does she need? She needs a clean day. Which day? Day 10. Right? Which was also happens to which day? First day Pesach. First day Pesach. So was will say, what's the halochom? Harezu eno ochel. such a great case. Harezu in ochel. So she can't eat the current Pesach. will so say, right? Why can't she eat the current Pesach? Because the night of Pesach, she's tmeo. So she can't eat the current Pesach. Upetura mi la'asos my Pesach sheni. And she also, but here's what's interesting: is she does not have to make, do bring Pesach. I was so remembering again: what's Pesach Sheni? Pesach Sheni is the makeup date, right? If you were Tamea, Tame, or B'darek or Rachoka too far away, you have a makeup date. So she is not obligated in Pesach Sheni. That I both say. Now here's what's interesting: why is she not obligated in Pesach Sheni? My see? listen to this: Love so Mishun Da Kasavar Hayom say this is wild. get, get ready for this. Maybe Rabbi Yossi, get, are you ready? Are you ready? Of my right, good, David. Like David, you're, you're gonna, you're in charge of Rulach for the trip, <laughs> right? And also, and also by the way, attendance, uh, we're gonna yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah. crack down on this. So, say, so, so listen to this. So now remember again. So watch this. Watch this. Why does Rabbi Yossi hold that she's perturbed from kar In other words, why should she be exempt from, from from pesach sheni? After all, again, did she get to eat pesach rishon? Did she get the eat Karim pesach? No. No, so what? Right, because she was tamei. So why is she exempt? Shabbos so said, "This is incredible." Maybe Rabbi Yosef was like this: Mikta seyom kekulo, part of the day counts as the whole. Now, what is the day, part of the day counts? Shabbos, so get ready for this. Remember, what was the first day she had an emission? First day was day number eight, right? Now, what happens? Now she's observing day number nine as a clean day. As a clean day, Shabbos so said, "Watch this." Now, remember, then Kar Pesach is on her behalf; she's part of the chabura. Then, after the Pesach was shechter, what happens? Another, another remission. Maybe we also like this. Part of the day counts as the whole. So watch this. Essentially, day number nine is a clean day. Fu- it's counted halachically as a fully clean day. Which means that halachically we look at it as if what? For the entirety of day number nine, she was tahora. She was tahora, fit to eat carbon Pesach. And then essentially the fact that she was unable to eat occurs later on, on Pesach itself. And therefore halacha yes, so why would that be true even if she saw before the shita on day number nine? Isn't it because at the sha yeah, she still did? Correct. That? So at the shash so no at it's the shot Mixas Yom Kikula, Well Kukulo because yeah, because before she's the Kukulo's more because she was Right. Because Miksa Yom Kukulo. In other words, they have to work together. Mixes Kikulo say, part of the day counts as the whole, or for our purposes, in our jargon over here in the Gemara, a day could have a dual identity. Essentially, at the time she shechted the Karmah, or the Keshach was shechted, she was Tahora. She was Tahora. So it's both. In other words, it's the Mixes Kekulo. she at right. in the we talking. She had three, four hours. I know, but the pashas, it only works if at the, She has to be re'uya. She has to be re'uya at the... Correct, but I'm saying that they're working together. She has to be re'uya at shas shechitah, but also mixes... And, in other words, we're, we're, here's what we're trying, to, what we're trying to, to nail down. Why is she not obligated in Pesach Sheni? That That's what's bothering us, right? That's the part I don't understand. So the only way to understand it is it must be that since she was ruuya for part of Erev Pesach, it makes it as if, Kiilu, she was Ruya the entire Erev Pesach. And who's Chayev in Pesach Sheini? Only if you are not Reuya on Erev Pesach. An incredible Kiddush. To which the says, one second, me, mai. Maybe Rabbi Yossi just holds that the way that Tumma works in these kind of situations is only going forward. And maybe it's not Kahulo, but maybe it's just the nature of Tumma is such that you are Tahar until you are actively Tame. And we do not allow the Tumma that occurred now to kind of define the identity of the day retroactively. Does Rabbi Yosi actually hold this way? Vata'in Rabbi Yosi says, interesting case. Zav Bal Shteiriios. It so means we'll you know that wherever there is a zav, the zav is never far behind, right? Zav, right? You can't. First of all, you can't start a yachikala without a zav. That's number one. That has to be right. So let's we'll say goes, so It says the Gemara. So Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Zav Bal Shteiriios. Listen to this. So a zav Bal Shteiros. What's What's the halacha with a zav who has two emissions, two emissions consecutively, right, in two consecutive days? What's the He's obligated to count shivinikim, but no carbon. Carbon. No carbon. Carbon only comes after three riyos. So zav ba'shteri shachtu alav So listen to this. You have a zav who had two riyos, and what happens? They shechted on his behalf the karm pesach on his behalf v'zarku alav b'shvi on day number seven. The khin shomeres yom kineged yom. <laughs> so, same case, that's the case of Shemar right? She had the Re'iyah on day number 8. And then again, day number 9, they Shechted on her behalf. And And afterwards, in both of these cases, they had a Re'iyah. Even though they have the ability to be Metamin Mishka Vomoshev, which Rabbi says, the unique halacha by a zov. That's when a zov ultimately, again, sits on something he conveys, or she conveys Tumah, to many layers below them. Peturin Mila Asos ultimately, again, they are a potter from Pesach Shani. So, so, what does it mean, Lama Freya? Midira It only means, Midira Ha Hoch These na If you would think that it's a dinda iso, I might put me last was Pesach Shani, Why would they be exempt from Pesach Sheni? The olam eimu tuma tumah say, in reality, what we have to say is that, no, midar iso, tuma extends Lema Freya. tuma actually does extend retroactively. But here's what's different. To home diziva ziva. Hitiru. They will say this is a different kind of halacha. This the Gemara says that halacha lemaisa to home what we call Tumas to home. Tumas to home is literally again a Tuma which emanates from inside of the body. Paradigmatic example of that would be zav zav. So a Tumas to home is different. They are many. if you look at the rush for just a moment, so the rush says over here. The rush says If you see you see where Tosis hat to home is. See what that tells us, home. If you go right to the right, in the rush, right? So look at tells us, home. I'm sorry, it's so small. And then again, right to the right. Anchor喚> namely what? What does that mean? He says, So we are suggesting over here that maybe, maybe, by Karban Pesach, there's a different halacha, which is that any tuma which emanates from inside, from the tomb, from the depths, i.e., an obscure tuma, ultimately again will not go ahead and disqualify you from having participated in the Shrita of Pesach Rishon and relegate you to an obligation of Pesach Sheni. Different halacha. And even Rabbi Oshia holds that this din of tuma is only Oshia Amar. So if a the person goes ahead and sees a zov emission ultimately again on his seventh day, as shalafanov, the sorry, So sir shalafanov. It goes ahead and deconstructs and obliterates any of the days that he observed before and No, the only thing ultimately again that he loses out on is that day itself. Man of Shah, I don't understand that. If you're going to tell me that the Re'iyah goes ahead and deconstructs the days, it should deconstruct all of the days. And if again, if a day doesn't deconstruct and it shouldn't deconstruct anything, rather ultimately say that it should not go ahead and deconstruct anything lo nistar below yomo it should not go out and deconstruct either the day or anything that came before it fine so if you want to stop off he said to me, but hold like you. Rabbi who says, from this point and forward, ultimately the Tuma extends, but not retroactively. Rabbiosi ultimately said that the Tuma extends. And I take a quick look at the rush. I'm sorry that we're going so quickly. But take a look at the rush. Tap rush on test Zayin Amut Aleph. Right? So Rabbi Ossi, Oh, sorry, getting a little ahead of ourselves. To which the Gemara says, What does Rabbi Yossi mean when he says that the Tuma extends L'mafreya? Ultimately, again, it means it extends L'mafreya, only rabbinically. Should Rabbi say, okay, so fine. Now the Gemara circles back. Let's analyze this in just a moment. Rabbi say, Here's what we have, and this is actually quite a fascinating halacha, which is the halacha of or Pesach. By carbon Pesach, the halacha is that as long as you are fit to offer up the carbon Pesach at the time the carbon Pesach is being shechted, as long as that right, as long as you're as long as you're fit while it's shechted, halacha lemaaser, even if something happens which precludes you from partaking it, you do not have to bring Pesach Sheni. Very interesting halachas. As long as you are fit at the Zman of shchita, even if something happened afterward, ultimately, again, you're, you're okay. Now, the is asking over here, let's analyze this, he's Rabbi Yossi, right? So now we want to suggest that maybe Rabbi Yossi holds that by a Zava, right, she sees on day eight, so she's now observing day number nine, as a day of tara, and now she sees on day number nine. So we're suggesting that maybe the reason she doesn't have to bring another Pesach sheni is because, which means day number nine will ultimately act as a clean day. To which the Gemara says, but according to that, the say, listen to this shayla. if that is true, if that is true, that Halacha Lemaissa, that Halacha Lemaissa, Every time a woman observes a partial day of purity, a partial day, a partial day of Tara, that mixes in kukulo, then I'm say, what? There's no such thing as Zavagidola. Right? Why? What does Zavagidola require? What does Zavagidola require? Three consecutive days. But if mixas in kukulo says that part of the day counts as the whole, then as long as she observes some amount of time, as Dr. Cannon was saying before as well, as long as she observes some amount of time of Tara in the morning, then what? Then what? That counts as a day of tara. Well, if it's a day of tara, then it interrupts the continuity of the reos, In which case, there should never be a such thing as a Zavagidola, to which the gemara says. So, I'm sorry, zava demaisi be ida salik lay Because again, even if she sees on part of the day, the part of the day that she did not see ultimately counts as a clean day. So, we'll say, so how are you ever gonna have a case of a contiguous of, of a or a contiguous Zavah, a Zavah of three cont- consecutive the So tlasa will say the simple answer is the simple answer is that she flows three days continuously. Okay? That that's that's the simplest answer, which ultimately again makes sense because again under those circumstances, then there's no break. So because there's no break, therefore, halach alamayisah, she says, the other possibility is, it's very interesting. She saw three consecutive days right before Shkia, right before Shkia. Because they will say, listen to this, what, what does that do? If you see three days right before Shkia, so ultimately, again, halach there's no subsequent time that could go ahead and count as a day of if She's seeing three consecutive days right before sunset, then again, there's no time then that could be counted as a clean day and therefore there are no interruptions in her so I will say, I'll just mention just interestingly enough, so I want to point out this Mishnah, the Mishnah itself doesn't really bring down a halacha that's so contrary to what we learned before, but I will point out something incredible like on a Hashkafic level. Rav advances this idea, bless you. Rav advances this idea, which we've seen in other areas of Allah as well, which is that one day can have a dual identity. Now in Rav's case, the way Rav wanted to set it up was day number 70 could count as the 70th day of the hundred day Naziris and what? And day one of the nedina zeros triggered by the birth of the child. We saw other examples of it now, right? Day number seven, day number seven could potentially count as last day of Shiva and first day of of Shloshan. So you could see ultimately how one day, I will say, so we, and we're we that way, a number of different areas in halacha. What I will point out is something amazing. I will say, this idea, not only do we passing that way, halacha but as we mentioned this morning, also passing that way, hashkaf I will say, a day could have a dual identity. What does this mean? We've all had days that start out really bad. Or we have days in which we severely mess up. And early on in the day, and I will say, let's be honest, we're amongst friends, right? How do we feel in those moments after you know that you know what, you've messed, you've really messed up? How do you feel about the day? How do you feel about the day? Sunk cost. Sunk cost. It's done. And I will say, when we begin to feel that way, it's important to hear the words of Rav that a day could be Ola lekan, Ula Khan. One day could be lekan. you're right. I started off really bad. I've made some really terrible mistakes. But l'maissa, l'maissa, I could salvage it also. A day has the ability to possess a dual identity. And that dual identity could say the day could be, even if it started ra it could still be Latov. And this is whatever. This is not just true if you mess up in the, in, the, in the beginning of the day. It's true if you mess up in the end of the day. And it's true if you mess up even at the end of the day. As long as you have what? As long as you could salvage it. See what do you learned from this last sugiah? So, yeah, as, as, as long as you have a little bit of time before Shkia, right? As long as you have a little bit of time before sunset. You could repurpose and salvage the identity of any day. No day is beyond salvation. Every single day is Ola Lekan U Lekan. No matter how bad it starts, you always have the ability to turn it around. Rabosai? Hadron aloch, Harini reini nozir. Mazel tov. What do I? mean? Mazel tov, mazel tov. Shkerecha, Rabosai. Oh, no, no. you just wave? Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Um, what?